Hello, hello. Thank you for listening to From the Friar. Today we're covering Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 4. Leon, I have a question for you right off the bat. What's up? What is more intimate to a man? A kiss or helping a lady out of her dress? Can you define the type of kiss we're talking about? Mm, That is a good question. A peck or at most a like two second hold. Nothing crazy. We're not talking about a makeout. A solid regular kiss. Maybe even a peck to some. I might have to go with the dress because depending on the situation, it could take some time to take the dress off. You're someone's behind you. I mean, there's some trust that has to be there. You're revealing more of yourself. I agree. And I can't get over Kirsten. We'll get to it. Like I'll deep dive, but that is what I kept asking myself throughout this episode. What is more intimate? Helping a woman get out of her dress or a kiss because everyone has already kissed. And so the next step naturally is a physical touch, a lingering touch, if you will. And that's kind of what it is taking the dress off. But Kirsten just will not give up that kiss. I I love maths. And it's always interesting to see how much of it they can't get out of their sort of their script. Yeah. Right? There's things that have to happen every season unless the folks on the show, they've just seen, you know, they're naturally they're A lot of them might be fans of the show. Unless, they, unless they've seen things they must do or should do, like want to help me get out of my dress. It, it just seems a little, a little too staged. Like I, I want it to be a little bit more dynamic, a little bit more natural maybe versus Hey, go ask him to take off your dress. I need to shoot this scene. I actually just thought of that. That means, yeah, they ask these people or tell them that they need to ask their partner to take off their dress. That's weird and takes the intimacy away that I was just trying to point out. Well, do you remember Miguel when last season they filmed some of his blow up scenes? He was mentioning that some of these shoots, I mean, they go late. Yeah. I mean, super late, like past midnight Mm -hmm. so this is our wedding when they say i only got a couple hours of sleep for all we know the film crew could be in there until two in the morning i think that's what it is because one of them even put a time on it they said they got three hours of sleep if you're filming let's say till two you're still in your dress you have to do your night routine which for some people could be it could be 30 minutes to an hour like that's just their routine And you still have to now wind down, get in bed. I mean, it is still a stranger next to you, which odd. I mean, yeah, it would be weird. Just if I just met someone, it's weird sleeping. Like it would be weird sleeping next to them. Yeah. You're probably not going to bed until three, three 30. Everyone. I mean, you just, Hey, this is your future partner. You're probably talking a lot. You're lit from the wedding. Sure. (laughs) And if they're doing brunch at nine, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe six hours of sleep, but yeah, they are, they are tired. I can honestly, you remember how later on they said four hours later, I could imagine a lot of folks taking naps. Oh, I would. The second someone left, I would. So I will be a broken record every season about this. We do not need the family brunches. The brunches are weird. And folks on Twitter, by the way, again, I absolutely love 
love the Twitter interaction. Twitter makes the show. If it didn't have its own trending night, it would not be a success. I mean, I've said it before. Twitter's like 40 to 60% of the reason we tune in. Like, it is that good. Yeah. Tuning into everyone's like thoughts and opinions and gifts. But I would not wait two hours. I wouldn't watch a show for two hours if I didn't have all these friends and people tweeting with me. Let's be honest. Like, 90 minutes really is my cutoff. The issue with the brunches, and folks mentioned it on Twitter. Why are you grilling this person when the marriage has been sealed? There is yeah. no going back. So why are you starting off a relationship that could be, you don't want someone to hate your family? No. Also, I think it would be better than a brunch. Have them go do the honeymoon, whatever, come back. They usually do the housewarming, but give me like a separate family barbecue. I don't care about the brunch. It's just too soon. Like I'm trying to see the, these people get to know each other. I don't care the, about if they get along the with the issue family. with the brunch is not enough time has passed for anything to happen. I went to sleep. They seem cool. Yeah. You I met my family. No. My family's on their best behavior. So they seem cool too. Also, I'm going to be bratty because I'm tired. <laughs> so I don't want to meet anyone. Oh, Dom was smart. They had beer. It sounded like their brunch was late. You know, if they want real drama, have the parents stay with you on the couple's retreat. <laughs> parents fighting. It'll be great. All right. My notes are a little out of order as far as couple because I was trying to be productive and pre like title all of my notes, which meant they're out of order, but they're couple by couple still. So it works. Yeah. You do the hard work trying to organize notes while so much content is flowing towards you whether it's the show or social media. I should post a video sometime. I'm so of, fucking casual. Like I'm just sitting there watching the show, absorbing the information. Lucky. And you're so like, it's too usually <laughs> we buy dinner on maps night because I can't, we're not like we're cooking. working up until the minute this goes on. And sometimes we miss the first 15 minutes or so, but I'm eating, I'm taking notes. I'm on Twitter and I'm yelling at Leon about it. <laughs> I was running downstairs at like 5.08 and I was already bumming. I'm missing eight minutes. You missed a key part. <laughs> I did. We had to rewatch it. We had to rewatch it. Let's jump in with Eris and Jasmine. Vibe right off the bat. I like it. It's good vibes. As the show goes on, especially the preview for next episode, we can see a little bit more of what I would assume is the normal Eris, the Eris in his true form, if you will. But right now, love the energy. I think they are feeling each other. I like them a lot more than I thought I would. Eris is definitely on his best behavior, but even towards the end of the episode, you start to see the cracks widening. Starting to feel a little comfortable. So Eris helps Jasmine with her dress, and Jasmine says that she's attracted to her husband. Eris is talking to the camera as Jasmine is in the bathroom, and he says that he can muster up some energy if she has other plans. Mm. <laughs> Why? We all know what that means. Why? Because he, he's getting a little comfy. He He's doing such a good job. It's almost like, just really, just really, stop, don't, don't, just. Mm. And then I'm torn because then he wouldn't be his true self. Do we expect that amount of growth in eight weeks? And is that fair to try to push? One of the parents mentioned, actually, it was it was Jasmine's dad. It was 
you have to be yourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let this person fall in love with someone you're not because yes. in the long term, that's not going to work. You cannot fake it forever. And also, you would just be tearing yourself apart. Jasmine is here for it. I loved her lingerie. She's the only person that did wear lingerie. I respect it. I can appreciate a lingerie set. What type of message? What type of message is being sent if you are wearing lingerie versus these are my pajamas? <laughs> Everyone I'm here, else did I'm wear pajamas. Here, I'm here to sleep. So I need to know, Leon, how would my flannel Christmas onesie be accepted first night? It would tell me that you like to be comfortable. Very. But I would be wearing the onesie with you. <laughs> would you also show up in a no, onesie? No, I definitely would not show up in a onesie. Not for maps. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're right. Swim trunks like Chris. Swim trunks <laughs> like Chris. Uh, let's see. Yeah, just just probably comfortable and you're sending me a slight hint of tonight I need to get some rest. And that is totally understandable. Oh, with the onesie. I thought you meant Jasmine. Sure, yeah. So the message Jasmine is trying to send, I don't think it means we're doing it. I think more almost like a preview, if you will. If things go well, maybe you could see a little more. I think the goal was I'm not going to give you everything but I'm going to show you what you have. Yes. And I like it. Yeah. I think it's, it's spicy. I think it's spicy. It's fun. It's an appropriate message for first night of the honeymoon. Well, I guess this is technically not the first night with your husband. If I had to make a prediction. So we, if do you want to predict like if people, cause pe- I think from previous seasons, someone is lying out of their ass. Oh, many people are lying. On and this season. <laughs> I would, if I had to guess, I would say they didn't have sex, but there were some strong, cuddling okay i think at least one couple had sex and it's not jasmine and eris oh interesting i'll tell you when we get there but i think one couple definitely did things more than heavy petting interesting i (laughs) don't know where you're going with this oh really okay we'll save it it's not them though okay the next morning eris and jasmine get up jasmine says cuddle game was a nine out of ten that's solid. He wanted ten out of ten, Ooh, but nine out of ten yeah, is solid. Now I'm thinking about it. Maybe I'm wrong about the strong cuddle. The strong cuddles. Strong cuddles aren't nine out of ten. No. I mean, no. What do you mean? Well, I mean, it's ten. I, I feel like ten out of ten has to lead to something. So nine out of ten, solid mm, cuddling. That's true. Okay. I'll take maybe it. I'm overthinking it. The cuddles end at ten. <laughs> <laughs> so they both say nothing happened. And they're eating breakfast together. And Eris calls the bacon slime, but does admit that he misses bacon. Yeah, his his background's gonna be interesting because I wonder when he shifted to his like new diet. I wonder, and then it reminded me of when we went vegan for four months. Guys, easily manipulated by documentaries. So it was on, I think, Netflix, right? I think so. Okay, there was a documentary about being vegan, but also what really sold me is seeing like all of the athletes and bodybuilders who can still maintain their level of elitism, even on a vegan diet. So I was like, let's do it. Our hearts are going to be so happy and healthy. We're going to be able to run forever. Let's just try it. So we did it for four months. And you know what made us 
like really start cracking it'd be like okay we're vegan solid four months oh, and no, then okay I weekends weekends are fine we'll just start I having remember. burgers we on the started weekend. incorporating cheat moments then it oh, became yeah. a cheat day then it became <laughs> cheat a weekend. cheat weekend and now we're back <laughs> <laughs> then we get the brunch Jasmine's dad said, depending on the situation, Jasmine is either a drill sergeant. For example, in her classes, she is going to teach cheerleading to a T. But other times, she's a little bit more... What's that bougie word for it? Laze. Blase. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says that he has been the man, but it's time for Eris to be the man figure. Okay. Which is sweet and welcoming, It I think. was very sweet and welcoming, and... As we're watching this live, you said, wait, what do you say? And I'm like, well, he, he he was a man in her life. And now he's sort of passing that responsibility over to Eris. And my mind immediately switched to the preview. It was like, I need more whore. And I was oh like, um, what? I was like, that's, that is not very man-like. That's, that's not what the dad meant when he no. passed over the responsibility. <laughs> I don't think it is either. This is my sweet daughter, Eris. I need more whore. Oh, um, excuse me? What? <laughs> you're right. You're right. I don't think he meant that. Oh, I hope Pops does not rewatch this. No, I... Mm. Oh, no. He probably did watch this episode because he's in it. So then he saw the commercials and the previews. Oh, no. So Jasmine meets with Eris's mom and cousin. Now, there is no way this cousin is a blood cousin. This cousin did not grow up with Eris. There is no way. There is not one cousin that I would be writing this hard for. I don't think I would be imposing my will this much in a cousin's life. And every time you talk to this cousin, she just talks about how you're a beauty queen. Oh, that's a fake answer. What do you want Jasmine to do? Stumble, not have an answer? The cousin is just salty. But why? Just jealous. Just jealous of the person Jasmine is. We did touch on it a bit. They could be the last two standing in the family that are single, not married, and then she's left. Yeah, that sucks. But why be negative? Why? Send this relationship off with good vibes. Be a support. Befriend Jasmine. Help be a support to this relationship. You're fighting this relationship. I, I'm just wondering if maybe the cousin, I, I don't know, like past or life, but maybe it's just an instance where... It takes a long time for her to trust somebody. Yeah. And over time, hopefully during the show, we see their relationship grow. Let's say we're on week six, week seven, and Eris and Jasmine do have a good bond. I think that will show Eris's cousin that Jasmine's here for the right reasons. Uh, she's a great partner. And they kind of grow in their relationship over time. Is two months enough time for them to have a relationship? I don't know. I think the cousins started it in the wrong uh, foot, if you will. Yeah. After brunch, they meet back in the hotel. They kiss. And Jasmine does bring up the cousin. She says, your cousin is there for you. She has your back, but I'm going to be me. And that's correct. I think Jasmine put it probably in the nicest way she could. As far as I'm not a fan of your cousin. She did. And she also said, at the end of the day, it's me and you in the marriage. And I think that is very good to point out. I don't think that cousin 
is going to be invited to the cousin get togethers. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, oh my gosh. Think about how when bad they, that would no, be if she's When not. they do the apartment parties, the get togethers or the families get together, I'm here for this. Do you think she's going to be invited? Yeah. Okay. For sure. I guess she's like a full blown character now. She's been on two or three episodes. We couldn't have the housewarming without her. They get the honeymoon basket after this, but I don't have a ton to talk about. She got her hair braided, looks super cute, and they're ready to go. Now, Dominique and McKinley. This is the couple that I think had relations the first night. They were this both a is, little tipsy. They, they were, were real feely. They were, they were making out under the sheets. Yes. Big Th- sign. This is actually not who I thought you were going to say. Oh, really? No. No, no, no. I think of anyone. This is the one. Really? Yeah. Both tipsy, like you said, making out. So Mac helps her out of her dress. And I noticed that she not only has a Buzz Lightyear tattoo... So to infinity and beyond, but she has the DreamWorks logo as well on her other shoulder. I'm pretty sure it's DreamWorks or was I crazy? No, it's DreamWorks. After okay. you said it, I was like, oh, I know exactly what okay. it is. It's the kid fishing from the moon, which I is mean, a honestly, very cute it's visual. Dope. It's kind of dope. It's a cute visual, but I just hate the thought of being like, oh, that's like a production company <laughs> like versus being like an art piece, I guess. I guess it's technically an art piece for us. You're not getting a lifetime on your upper back? I'm not getting lifetime on my lower back. <laughs> I said upper back. You're dirty. Why do you think about lower back? Because it's funnier. Think of lifetime on the low back and how stupid that oh, that's is. Foul. You're dirty. You're nasty. You're dirty. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry for anyone out there with lower back tattoos. You're totally cool. No, no, no. Yours is fine. As long it's as not, it's not a, a lifetime. Lab. Yes. As long no. as it's not a lifetime tattoo. That's where I draw the line. Your lower back tat is probably way more fire than the lifetime logo. They get up in the morning, they have breakfast, and they talk about kind of cooking and how they kind of live day-to-day life. So Dominique says she doesn't cook much, but that she can cook. She has a fridge full of catfish that she not only caught herself, but cleaned, processed, and froze. She doesn't mind getting her hands dirty, but she expects that from her husband as well. Do you think Mac's ever been fishing? Mm, maybe as a kid he seemed really apprehensive about i've never had catfish i'm like that's not a big deal but whatever has but yeah has he fished like are you has he got a fish are you outdoorsy at all i don't get any outdoorsy vibes from him so again why were they matched not just because of that but because i can't think of one thing You can't tell me in Nashville or the surrounding areas that there was no country boy that wanted to get married. They had to import him from Michigan. (laughs) Yeah, when you say it like that, it sounds kind of bad. But I wonder if, I don't know. I mean, you could say I'm super outdoorsy and I do all this fishing or whatnot. But in the questionnaire, if, if you don't, I mean, her mom, you know, this is, I'm so confused. I don't know because what... What did Dom's mom put down versus maybe what Dom would have put down on yeah. that question? Like, I, I don't know. So it's really, it's a weird situation. Okay. So she says she wants someone country, gets her hands dirty. I assume we'll go fishing with her, all this stuff. But what if the mom on the questionnaire put something like, oh, I it, none of that matters. I just want someone that's really committed. I mean, of course you right. want that. But I'm just saying, you're totally right. What did the mom put on this questionnaire? It's hard to say because 
maybe the mom's thinking, well, her past relationships haven't worked and this is the type of guy they were. And let me try to put down something that's opposite or what I would like for my daughter. So at brunch, we get a little bit more into this with Mac and Dom's mom and I believe grandmother. Is that who it was? I believe so. I didn't catch their titles. I pretty much never catch anyone's titles that aren't a reoccurring person. So they asked to know more about Mac. They want to know how he got away this long. They asked if he's ever been engaged. No, you know what they're doing? Hmm. They're, they're in a way they're prodding. Well, yeah, you want to know the past a little bit. Can they commit? It's like, wow, how did you get away? AKA, tell me all the shit that's fucked up with you. <laughs> like, how did you get away from all these women that are just out there fiending for a man? <laughs> they bring up race again. They wanted to know if he has dated a black woman before. He says that he has dated mostly white and Latino women. And if, what what was his wording? I've gone on a few dates mm-hmm. with, few black dates women, with black women, but he hasn't been lucky in that regard. Mm-hmm. I do understand their concern, and I think they explained it well here. So there's a certain level of pushback they're going to have being in, a, in an interracial relationship. And I think mom and grandma said it well of, we just want to make sure he is going to stick by Dom that he can handle the pressure. And I get that. I mean, I don't think I can judge them too hard on being worried about that and just wanting him to give a little bit of reinsurance of, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I think depending on, depending on your environment, you might be placed in a situations that might not happen if you were a, you know, same race couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're honestly just probably prodding him because they want to know, are you ready for moments like that? Yeah. Or what could come about mm-hmm. in those situations? My parents are different races and there are certain times that, man, people are going to snap their necks looking so hard at them when they enter a room. Not needed. So I understand just being like, hey, just so you know, maybe it's not on your radar, mm-hmm. but this could come up. And it's surprising. Like that can... Things like that can happen anywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not a certain area only. Then we get to see Dom and Max's mom, as well as his sisters, I believe. This mom is cold. Okay. She's talking about how she doesn't want any bitches or like high maintenance ladies for his daughter, but she's just describing herself. I am not a fan of mom. Now, I always say grain of salt because you never see her talking to Dom in the same scene one camera. Always single reactions, single responses. So I understand that it might be editing, but even the energy, you are never smiling. You are never nice. You are never warm to Dominique. And that's not editing. That's just... No matter how you feel at this moment in time and the very near future, this is your daughter-in-law. Yes. And I think Dom is being so nice to her. Even with the conversation that happened at the wedding, she is still being very warm and open and smiley. And she's just getting nothing from this mother. I really applaud Dom for how she has kept her cool during all of this. Mom, at one point, they cut to her and Dom's just saying, you know, how well it's going and she's excited and talking about commitment. And it's going to be successful if we find someone that's just committed to this process. And it cuts to mom saying, well, I just think this is nuts. 
And she's not even laughing, no smile, just looking directly to at her plate as the sisters are like trying to make light of it. But you can see through that bullshit. But it's it creates such an awkwardness that was like you said, usually usually you're just seeing someone like one person in a scene. But it was just so awkward that Dom had to make a comment on it of saying, wow, is it like getting warm in here? Or is exactly. it just me? Exactly. Like, it was tense. I say a lot about editing, but no, it's it's more than just that. Those vibes are there. I think mom is uh, also pressuring her son to move back home. These are the vibes I get. She asks, well, how would you feel about possibly moving to Michigan? And Dom had a good response. She says, I was about to ask you kind of the same thing. Is he going to move back? Is that something I should worry about? How do you feel about that? And so they kind of turn around back on Dom and Dom answers, well, I mean, she said it would be tough. She, I mean, it wasn't on her radar. And honestly, she shouldn't have to move. She joined this show in Nashville, her hometown, because she wants to be in Nashville. I don't think it's fair as well. And I think the mom should be more aware of this. I mean, your son moved fairly far away to be on this show. I don't know if his plan was this person's naturally going to want to come live with me in Michigan, but that's not fair to that person. I can see mom pulling some shit like, well, if that was, if your wife really loved you, she would follow you. Like just some shit like that. I can also see her being like, I'll give you $50,000 to move home. We'll have to take note of this to see if something like that comes up in the future. At this point, they get their honeymoon baskets, but they didn't have like a big reaction, if I remember correctly. So we will move on to Clint and Gina. Wow. I, man, their next time on was good. By good, I mean, I was not expecting it. We'll talk about it then. I feel like I can't get too far into it, but based on what was said this episode, I can't believe what was said in just the next episode. I don't, they're going to move, uh, their downfall is starting a little too soon for me. I don't. It's fast, like, right? Can we just enjoy the honeymoon? <laughs> and everything they're saying right now is very nice and lovey it's and gonna they're be into a, each it's other. It's going to be a lot of drama. I know, especially with them. So Clint carries Gina into the room. Clint talks about how he expected kind of things to go worse than they did. He thought he would be a lot more awkward, that the whole situation would be a lot more awkward, but everything went really well. Gina talks about how Clint is so peaceful, easygoing, and Clint talks about how Gina exceeds his every expectation. It's amazing how well it sounds right now. Exactly. That's why I was so shocked by the preview. Everything's great. And wow, even on the season preview, we saw even more stuff coming up just on the honeymoon. What just, is it about the honeymoon with this, this two that they just so rapidly decline? I just want this to work so bad. I know. Well, for, for everyone. Yeah. But I just, it bums me out to start seeing the downfall that early. Mm-hmm. Clint also helped Gina with her dress and says that Gina might have to unbutton him in a little bit. Ew. He tried to say that. I don't think enough people caught on to that. 
It but, was kind of like overlapped with what she was saying, but no, I caught that loud and clear. Clint, you need to calm down. Oh, he said he's in his uh, sexual prime. Is that what he said? Ah, <sighs> yeah. He said that a little later, but Cl- yeah, Clint's doing. Clint's doing a lot. He's really trying to sell us on the sailor. You know, I'm a I'm a man's man. Sure. <laughs> Okay, let me say this. You remember how many similarities there were between Clint and Eris at the bachelor party and when they were eating pizza and hanging out, how they both had sex right before? Sure. They claim, you know, they stopped right when they found out they were picked. Sure. But I'm getting a very similar vibe with Clint, as I said with Eris, of those cracks are coming through. He can't hide himself. These comments are becoming more and more frequent. I see it. Gina is taking her makeup off and says Clint is a 12 out of 10, a total babe. She's excited to share the bed with him. Wasn't expecting it and blindsided. Since she mentions, since Gina mentions the 12 out of 10, should we go into just a little bit of that preview? Let's save it for the end because it's so good. Okay. I have so much to talk about at the end. Everyone listening, just take note of the 12 out of 10. Clint says, if it escalates tonight, game on. Honestly, if you're coming, if you're coming in, putting your best foot forward, I think I would, I would probably play it more cool. I just, I just like, you know what, it. you know what? It's chill. It's chill. If we just sleep tonight, like no pressure, like just, let's just fucking hang out. I actually try to get some sleep. We'll, we'll do the thing. Like all we want the honeymoons <laughs> in like a day. I just think I wouldn't even mention it. Like, Oh no! The that, guy's lucky I think, if I let him sleep in the bed. Let's be honest. The body pillow Dom had would be right between us. <laughs> how do you? How do I you, couldn't sleep with someone. How there. do you pack that on the plane? I or have do you no like, idea. Did she like give it back to her mom? That or it rolls the, really nice. Okay, the way I imagine body pillows are like really big. Like, well, they're usually really. We like cannot sacrifice that much room in travel luggage. Maybe she checks it. <laughs> No, Pay, pays premium no. for this body pillow to come on the, the, the way the way airports are going right now. We ain't checking shit. No, carry on only guys. If you got to pay to be called up to another group, do that. <laughs> 20 bucks to advance yourself into a group to get your bag on overhead. Yeah, do that in the morning. This is where Clint gives his great sound bite. He says he definitely wanted to do it. He's a guy. He's in his sexual prime. What? You're 40. One. So is that your prime? I don't know. I don't know how it works for men in their 40s. I bet you there's a stat out there that says, you know, men's sexual prime is 35, 45 or something. I don't (laughs) know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I just think it's weird that he has this self-talk. Right. That's what's like. I'm thinking of him thinking of these words. But hey, if that's what he does to boost himself up and give himself a lot that's of that true. confidence. That's true. Because he seems to be like what he shows us very confident. That's true. And you can't knock that. But for me personally, there is a fine, 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 paper thin, fine line between confident and cocky. And once you pass that, I just lose all interest in you as a person. Like not, we're not even talking about partner. Just not my thing. You know what happened? Clint's laying there. He has no shirt on because he was he, very happy to be shirtless. I noticed. Right. He's, he's trying to show the, a the, sailor's body. He's trying to show the message of 
when you're ready, I'm ready. Yeah, that is totally it. Like, I'm here. You let me know. And Gina was like, ah, nice little snuggle. Let me yeah. Get in there. <laughs> let me get my regular and PJs. Clint, I'm hanging out. Gina passed out, maybe snored a little bit. Clint <laughs> was already like, ah, what the fuck? And then he's just thinking about really thought as she's passed out. He's thinking, I really thought this night was going to go a little bit different. Well, too bad. <laughs> I must say, I'm really jealous of both Clint and Gina saying they have energy in the morning. Like, bam, they have a to-do list. They're knocking stuff nope. up. They're energized at 530 in the morning. I am rolling out of bed at eight. I am struggling. I'm doing some stretches because I'm getting older and I feel stiff. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm doing, I'm doing Honestly, for me, it's probably just lack of water, but oh man, I'm doing water. the physical therapy exercises and these other just regular body weight exercises. I'm working. What I'm trying to say is I'm working out. I'm working out and I, and I feel okay. I feel pretty fit, but damn, I am, the morning I am is fucking not me. tired in the morning. Yeah. I'm much more of a, like I can pull a late night much more. I mean like working or like getting things done at night than I can in the morning. I mean, I'm sure it's just that we don't get quality sleep. No, I agree. But yeah, I was super jealous. I mean, he's talking about 536. Yes, I'm like, oh, like energized, ready sweet. to go. I don't have that at all. I thought the first question that Clint's friends asked Gino was a little bit strange. They started off with, oh, I'm sure you've seen him with his shirt off. Do you find him attractive? I usually don't care if my friend's new partner finds him attractive, but I guess it's a different situation, but I, I don't care. <laughs> I would hope you do if that's, I mean, I go into things assuming you do. Do you know who Clint is? Oh no. Who's Clint? Do you remember Seeking Sister Wife? Yeah. The, in the, the there was a guy there that had a boat. Oh, and he would just, right. he would, okay, I'm on my boat. Everything and he, was about the boat. No, no. So yeah. For what is up in with their these, condo? What is up with you boat people? Like, <laughs> like for real. I've never had a okay. boat. I've no desire to have a so, boat. They're off on the boat doing a little joyride or whatever. And he just takes off his shirt on the Seeking Sister to. Wife show. I'm like, what, bro? We're not. It wasn't even that hot. Like, like everyone was you were wearing like a tank out. top. It was it was chill. Like, he had to take his shirt off. And <laughs> then the, and then now that Clint's friends are like, I bet you've seen him with his shirt off. Like, why would he? What? Why would you just know he has his shirt off? Yeah. Why would you assume that? He's like, Clint just loves. He just loves taking his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> The more clothes I have on, the better. Like, I never have an urge to show anything. So that's strange. Also, that had to have caught her off guard, right? How would you respond? Like, oh, do you find that that person attractive? The only no, thing he's you can right. say is Throw him yes. off. He's all right. <laughs> I mean. I seem better, but, mm, you know, this will do. This will do. She basically says that on the honeymoon. You know, what are your... What are your vibes from people on social media? Because from what I'm getting, there, there's a consensus that Gina is very attractive. Yeah. And Clint's fine too, but it's almost like neither one is out of their league. No, but, I agree. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just hope. I think Clint thinks he's on in a different league. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm wondering. Oh, I see. If yeah. that's, that I things think, get sticky there. I think you're right. But I don't know. That might be a problem. Gina's sister and brother talk to Clint. It is a good conversation. He talks about how they're just going to have to talk it out and be very kind to each other when they have conflict. Gina's sister says that it's so weird how similar they are, which I didn't realize. 
as far as I don't know. Are they chill and <laughs> it's probably <laughs> like, the what the, is it? They both seem like laid back individuals. But also have a great ability to get things done. Right, but it's almost like I say that because they get up early. <laughs> it, no, it's it's more of the concept of like work hard, play hard. Yeah. And they might just have that same kind of Okay. Um, you know. They're another couple where I don't entirely know, like on a deeper level why they were matched. I think we definitely need more time of what kind of person are you? Like, what are you into? Like, all I know from Clint is that he's fucking in a sailing. <laughs> and and from like Gina, like, I need to know more about you. Like, I get it. You're you're in your I business, agree. you're in um the hair industry. Like it would have been really cool to get some of that instead of these brunches. Like I need, yeah, like more of who is this individual and we can make or create more of a picture of, okay, now I get a little bit more of why they're matched. Like, yeah. like obviously we're going to get that over the season, but it, at this moment in time, it's like, what the hell are they doing? I don't, <laughs> I don't see it. Yeah. He's like, my life is sailing. And on her questionnaire, he's like, I've never been on a fucking boat. I don't even know how to swim. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> That'd be such a turn off to Clint. The honeymoon basket arrives. They're going through the stuff. And Gina asks, is this the Bahama flag? Clint, with his dad joke, says, Jamaican me crazy. Okay, Michael Scott. <laughs> I I'm, see I'm you. sorry. I can't. I don't know what Gina was thinking with the Bahama flag, though. Oh, I don't know either. That oh. not good. Not good. Oh, Clint, I'm, Clint's going to be corny the whole season. Like, just be ready for Clint to bring out weird jokes Sailing jokes, always, sailing talk. Always. I would Honestly, get tired of it so fast. If I didn't see the preview, I'd be like, wow, Clint is going to love Jamaica. Oh, can is he going to sail there? They no, better find something would, for him to sail. He's like, surprise, guys. I actually... Uh, you know how they always do the boat trips? My if Clint <laughs> isn't the one sailing, I'm going to be so disappointed. Clint has to be the captain. You know what he's going to do? He's going to stand right next to the captain. And with his, criticize with him. With like his arms crossed like, huh, what, what, what you doing over there? Huh. That's wrong. Hmm. Why, why, why would it, you do that? Why, why are you doing it that way? Huh. Here, let me let me just show no, you. No, no, no. Is he arms crossed, hands on hips? Oh, he's a Arms hips. crossed, no, no, no. Hands, hands on, on hips. hips. Hands on hips. Yeah. With the side head. Yeah. Wearing sailing gloves. Sandals. For no reason. Flip flops. <laughs> no shirt. What, what, what you doing? <laughs> Then we have Chris and Nicole. They're getting ready for bed. We already saw the kind of stereotypical dress takeoff, getting ready for bed. Now they're finally getting into bed. Nicole tells Chris to take advantage of the hair-free bed. I mean, he's already used to it, though. What, he has two dogs, correct? He's got the two 90-pounders. Yeah, so not even an issue for him. It's fine. It could be, honestly, they could be short hairs. Okay, hot topic between me and you. Food sharing. Food sharing is okay. Don't it's even just... lie to our listeners. No. Okay. This is this is the thing. This is the thing. Hear me out. Let me tell you the story. Ellie, we, we go to the dive bar. She gets like a BLT, gets some Cajun tots, great fucking meal, whatever. Ellie's a big fan of tots. She probably picks like tots, tots over fries like all the time. Okay. But this time I did well, not. The whole, okay. Okay. Uh, you tell a story. I'm sorry. I order because I'm basic as fuck. Bacon cheeseburger, no tomato, no pickle, Cajun fries. I get the fries, Ellie gets the tots. So our food gets here. And, you know, you just, you just know the person's a tot person. 
and I'm a fries person. And I'm like, you got your food. Why do you have to take my fries? I just need to check them for poison. You need to take two or three. Make sure you're going to be good and you can have the rest. I'm like, I haven't even had a fry yet. Okay, well, I thought you were telling the other story. Oh, is there a better one? You ordered tots two weeks ago. I ordered fries and you made me switch. This is where (laughs) you have to make sacrifices in a marriage. Oh, but you can't spare three fries. Is that not a sacrifice? In that moment in time, the orders were correct. And, you know, that's not cool. But in my case, the order got fucked up. And I know you're a tot. And I know. So this is the thing. You know, it's a give and take. I know Ellie loves Cajun tots. So I think it would have been a, a cool trade. She didn't really feel that way. I, I think we ended up doing. We just split between them, right? I didn't want to hear your bitching. Oh so yeah, I was didn't like, we just take no, half? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We did half. <laughs> Compromise. Compromise is Remember key. Remember this marriage. when we go out to brunch this weekend. Compromise. I'm gonna say Bes- it right. Besides to you. that, I mean, we're splitting everything. Everything. We're trying to give you guys fucking marriage advice. Like, this is real fucking life. Like, this is the shit we go through. So if, if you're thinking I think about marriage. two foodies, it if, can get rough. If you're thinking about marriage, you better fucking get ready for this shit. Because this is, fuck, fuck maths. I'm telling you real life right here. This is, this is real shit. Okay, real life advice for marriage. You have to travel with them before you get married. And we're talking plane travel, not just a car trip. Because you can make a lot of adjustments for if a car trip. If you're a trip. new listener, make it a long plane travel and you have to force them to try to share food with you, you know, honestly, and then you can see how that goes even like a six hour flight to hawaii would probably well, be that's four hours for us well you know but yeah yeah depending like, on where you're coming from yeah like a nice six hour flight to hawaii go test yourself oh ooh, <laughs> even oh even if it's shorter there's layovers oh layovers are yeah. a good one okay 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 but long story short chris does not mind sharing his food Okay. Which I don't believe. Was that a production thing? Because why was everybody... How boring is production that they're just asking the same shit? Okay, but is it production being boring or these couples being boring? Like, Why do they... They need to have fun questions for each I other. I know, they don't even have different questions for different couples. It's like every couple's got to ask, are you cool sharing food? I'm like, oh my God. Someone needs to do like the F, Mary kill. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's how you get to know someone. We got to go hard. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting strategy. Right? No, this is how you start it. You say, let's say, uh, depending on the, the genders, it doesn't matter. You can say, oh, what's your favorite top three actresses? And then, Ooh, then, I like then it. you do the, and then I'll forever hold that over their head. Oh my God. No, no, let no, no, me no. Then tell. You'll do, you'll, then you'll do the fuck, Mary kill. Oh, that's good. Chris is laying it on thick in this segment. I love it, but a tiny bit of a red flag. Is he laying it on too thick? At one point, Chris talks about how he's usually on time. He likes to be there early. He'll calculate it out. Nicole talks about more about how she tends to run a little bit late. And Chris says, I hope it's not due to makeup because you're naturally beautiful. Too much? Just the right amount? Uh, No, a little bit is fine. You can't do that like every single conversation. And he's kind of done it every conversation so far. Hey, what if what if Chris is different when the cameras are away? Oh, don't say that. That would break I my hope heart. Not. I hope not. But if he's laying it on thick when the cameras are there, what is he like when they're not there? That's all I'm saying. But Nicole says like the chemistry's been good, so I don't think that's I the case. I don't think no. I don't yeah. think that's the case. I'm just 
I'm just trying to light a fire and where there is no, no smoke. So like <laughs> for no like reason, it's, it's fine. Even after this, when she is having a solo conversation with production, the um, camera by herself, she is tearing up just speaking about Chris. It is, but... But they're going hard. They're going fast. And I that can always be hard. It's interesting, though. They're going, they're going fast, but not, not in like an intimate way. No, but emotional. Sure, but... Which it might, might be okay, No, then. it might be a little bit better because... You know, you introduce sex and different, it can di- even, change d- you know, different emotions. Something doesn't work out a little too fast. You know, that could really burn you a little bit, a little bit much. So it's actually good that they're being a little patient, at least until the honeymoon. But is it too fast, too heavy emotionally? Or is that fine because you're going to save the physical? At least they seem to be. I, I don't know. I think, I think to make this work, you've, you've got to be open. That's and- true. Also... Like one part of me, weeks. like one part of me is like, damn, this is like too much too soon as far as like how heavy these topics mm-hmm. are or what we're talking about. But fuck, man, if you want this person to get to know you, you got eight weeks like you need fucking information to be processed. Like I need you to know who I am and if you're going to want to be with me long term. Chris had an interesting brunch with mom and dad. Mom barely spoke. Dad took this over. He was going to get every thought off his mind. He was going to know. He was going to tell Chris how it's going to (laughs) be. If you want to see someone dominate a conversation, watch that brunch scene. I can see where Nicole gets it from. Dad taught her how to overtake a room. (laughs) Chris talks about how he doesn't play games and how he is who he is. Dad talks about how he still doesn't like the idea at all. Makes it well known. You know, it's weird. What I get from Nicole's dad is he and he probably doesn't want to admit it just yet. Like he doesn't really like or he's a fan of the not a fan of the process. He straight says he doesn't. But I kind of think he likes Chris. Maybe he's and he he just can't. But he can't like. I can't tell you that yet because you have a long way to go. Gotta keep him on his toes. But you seem like a real cool guy. Like, I just think he, he can't do that yet. Yeah. Dad says he seems nice. Serial killers also seem nice at first. Parents, let's stop. Let's stop comparing children's spouses to serial killers. Yeah. Why well, can't we just, just be a little bit more positive? Yeah. You know, or, or, or maybe, maybe we start the, negative points when you show me something negative that would be great just compare them to like tv shows abbott elementary is she a janine <laughs> give me that information i don't care about the serial killer thing give me those characters oh my god is it janine's first boyfriend or chris <laughs> yeah is he taking her car all day <laughs> <laughs> Now, something I thought was really interesting and I did not expect. Nicole, in her brunch, talks about how she is going to encourage Chris to have his own life because she likes going out with her friends. She likes constantly coming and going. Uh, That's... A bad way to say it. Don't say that. It's a bad way to say it because... Also, I don't really believe that once you're in a super loving relationship. (sighs) Obviously, yes, there's going to be times you want to just go hang out with your friend. But, I mean, you're probably marrying this person because, well, well, this this show is is weird because it's like, you know, married at first sight. But 
usually when you get married, you're marrying your best friend and you want to do every, I mean, I hope, I, I mean, I hope, I hope this is everyone's marriage out there. Maybe it's not, but I but, also think me and you are a weird but, case. Man, fuck that. If you're getting married to someone, this person, you're going to have kids fucking together. Like you got to be a fucking team. This better That's be your true. fucking best teammate, your best friend. Usually you want to do pretty much everything with that. You might have different hobbies and that person's not into it. Maybe they'll go with you and support you sometimes. Maybe you, Hey, that's your hobby. Do your thing. I'll do mine. Totally fine. But for the most part, that is your fucking best friend. Yeah. So the way she worded it was odd. Cause she just mentioned like anytime I just want to. Yeah. The coming and going. She should have just off. said things more like, yeah, there'll be times I want to go out with my friends and like, I don't want that to be an issue and I'll just go. Man, but think about from a, like a mother, father, brother standpoint and Chris has already been hurt so much. And then someone says that that would raise a flag to me. And, and we, I mean, we saw it last season with Justin and oh, I hate myself forgetting the name. Yeah. Justin oh. and Alexis. Sorry about that. Where he kind of expected like, no, we need to spend way more time together. Mm-hmm. And Alexis was like, honestly, I'm literally leaving you for the day. One Two day. hours. One day. I still think it was okay. Maybe not if you're having all these relationship problems. And I guess technically you only have eight weeks, but two hours ain't bad. Yeah. But again, the way, yeah, definitely the way Nicole worded it was a little too much. And also, yeah, the, I, I wish you spoke it more in this eight week process because I mean, if in this eight week process, you're supposed to get to know each other. If you're just like leaving all the time, like you're not forming a relationship. A couple of things about this. One, what if she means like overall, she already knows this is her person and she's predicting out to two years from now. Yeah, I just I just wish I just wish she had the foresight to say this is this is what I envision like our future relationship. There's so much trust that there's just no issues between us. And then also my second part was going to be, she seems like she would be really into sharing a life with someone. I don't think she's going to be as casually come and go girls and I all the time. Even if she says that I don't want to use the term clinging because that's not what I'm trying to use, but my mind keeps going to that. But I just mean, I think she would be very receptive to someone saying, Let's hang out tonight. I don't see it being as big of an issue as she's trying to make it seem or as I took it. It's probably going to be a non-issue. I'll be, we should, we should look out for if this happens, right? If Chris mentions like, you're kind of gone like all the time. Yeah. Like I'm watching your dog. (laughs) Like (laughs) I'm having to do the puppet show without you. Oh, that's foul. That's low. (laughs) They receive their honeymoon baskets and Nicole is pretty upfront. She's basically expecting to get physical. She's looking forward to getting physical. They're ready. I, I don't mind this. I mean, you're married. Everyone's consenting. She's like, I'm just letting you know we're doing the thing. And Chris is like, uh, okay. <laughs> Nicole talks about her being nervous in group vacation settings. She's She seems very self-conscious about her true self, and she knows she can't really hide that or turn that down for too long. And so on vacation, she talks about how self-conscious she is with having to show her true self. This kind of turns into a conversation about their previous relationships. When they finally get to the honeymoon, Chris talks about how this trip 
they've been there a couple hours, is already going better than his last trip with a girlfriend. His girlfriend was saying mean comments, calling him names, wouldn't touch him, wouldn't basically do just basic respectful things with him. So that was sad to hear. So he's happy to have a vacation just with someone that's willing to hold his hand. Chris, he seems like such a nice guy, but the way he defined that relationship, it was really odd that it was even a relationship or that you took some kind of trip with this person. It doesn't seem like the kind of person I want to, yeah, let's go take a trip together. Well, let's go back to Jasmine's really good answer about how when you're breaking up, those feelings are already gone prior to the actual breakup. So... With Chris and this previous girlfriend, I'm sure this girl had no feelings for him, was trying to end it, at least in her mind, like pushing him away, being disrespectful, trying to make Uh, him break Mm -hmm. up with her. Mm -hmm. And so that's where she was at. And so the trip was probably already planned. They were like, fuck it, let's go on it. And it was just a bad time. I mean, it was either already planned or it was a situation where Chris was trying to hold on to the relationship. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I am torn about getting this deep about i don't know even talking about exes like this much this soon but again it's like, the I, expedited process I mean, yeah like i don't even know i i guess it's good for the other individual to know maybe what to look out for or why things didn't work in the past or just why you are a certain way mm. i mean not that you're scarred from that person but just you're maybe hesitant for certain things that didn't go well with the last person. Talking about scars, Nicole talks about her ex-boyfriend and how absolutely toxic he was. Now, this was one of her first boyfriends. She was quite young. She was just starting to date. He was really mean to her. It was really bad to her. And at one point, he said, if you really love me, you'll let me burn you with a cigarette. And that's why she still has that scar on her arm. And she said it's a constant reminder of that awful time. And that's so sad. People on Twitter were talking about like, oh, I can see why dad is so protective. Yeah. That boyfriend, I I mean, on Twitter, it was like something was wrong with that individual. Like an awful person. You would never treat someone you, quote, air fingers, love like that. It is fascinating that maths matched up two folks that have had, I mean, from the way they've defined it, pretty negative experiences. Maths loves to match based on trauma. So, I mean, oh, we're talking about, oh, we don't know why certain people are matched. They are matched due to the shittiest way. Maybe the concept is they can feel what the other person has been through, so they will sort of in a way protect each other but has that person healed yet and and it's almost like are you supposed to put that much weight on someone exactly to to uplift me or to heal me like yes yes you cannot have someone heal you no matter what these experts say or think no you cannot assume that oh these two people are a great match because they had a horrible toxic relationship and if, if it's a situation where someone is carrying a little too much weight in the relationship i mean that's not fair to that person exactly so i hope this doesn't turn into that situation where they're feeling dependent on each other for their happiness can we move on to my favorite couple right now the one i had to save for last kirsten and shaquille 
I was surprised you saved him for last. They, I, I don't know what the heck's going on with them. Uh, I have, I have some thoughts, <laughs> even from the hotel room initial scene. Yes. Shaquille carries Kirsten in. She naturally sits on his lap and they start talking. She's glad the night is ending, but it has been joyful. Shaq says this is the day that he has always imagined and says he was speechless when she walked down the aisle. Shaq was expecting to get a little bit of the same feedback of, yeah, it was my dream wedding. It's, it's better than I could have imagined. It was incredible. Kirsten says, it was a lot, but I'm looking forward to making it work. <sighs> the shoulders. The sigh, the shoulders, the it was everything. All, it was telling. It was not good. He asks, why did you do that? She smiles and says, I'm just taking it all in. I want to get to know you. We need to get to know each other. That was a, the night's finally over. This man is not what I expected. In some ways, he's not what I asked for. <laughs> he, is, he has a bald head. And... <laughs> If I'm being honest, and I'm, I'm cursing right now, I'm a little disappointed. I, I, feel, I feel pretty bad for Shaq. I do. I, I think he is super attracted to Kirsten. Well, I think, yeah. I think he, he would love to make it work. I think Kirsten is, fuck, I think she's fucking checked out, man. Oh, she's checked out. Fuck. This needs, I said, end it from day one, church hug. Do not turn that marriage certificate in. Everyone go home. This was a mistake end it but we're still here and i really like kirsten she seems like she'd be a very fun friend she's great but man she is very focused on looks and the fact that he didn't have the look she's already over it his educational brat background will not make up for it in her eyes nope again i just want it to work so bad i don't we really want these people to be happy yeah always so after this conversation, Kirsten is still sitting on Shaq's lap. They're looking into each other's eyes and he does exactly what she wanted. He asked for a kiss. She says, you'll have to wait and gives him a smile. Kirsten's friend told Shaq or her friends told Shaq that she just wants you to ask. Mm -hmm. That's all. And honestly, in Kirsten's defense, she said it would, and we talked about it in the last episode, it would increase the possibility of a kiss not yes. it would guarantee a kiss well do you notice she's adding some stipulations to it because before the wedding she said oh i'd really like it if he asked but she didn't say i'm not going to kiss him if he doesn't ask she didn't say it would increase his chances but now all of a sudden it's mm, a little bit of a different story in the grand scheme of things I get it. Everyone has, you know, their own values and, and lines they'll cross, not cross, all that stuff. But in the grand scheme of things, a peck, even just like a lip touch, just boop, is it's so minute. But and it wouldn't no, it would be so much in this situation though. But because of the way they have started, especially at the altar, and continued, nothing has made like, Kirsten's mind hasn't swayed towards Shaq. No. There were such good vibes last episode when they were sitting at their table, talking about the food, bonding over wanting to take a nap, how they are do not want to eat this food. 
they had a really good time. They danced beautifully together. They look great together. But man, that wall is still so far up. Even though they had those great moments, she can't let it go. Even if there's a moment where he might be breaking through her shell. Maybe. Just a little bit. She quickly puts that up. And the other thing is that we're comparing Kirsten a little bit to the other wives as far as maybe what actions they've done. Like, we could say the counter argument is maybe she is super fucking tired. These days are long, but... Is a kiss taking that much energy? Right. To me, no, it's not. No. And it is so... Not only the shrug, the sigh, the lack of a kiss... I mean, they're probably going to arrive at the honeymoon still have not experienced a kiss. Yes, I agree. I, oh, the fact that she has to go to Mississippi with him, she is absolutely not giving him a kiss. She was pissed. Shaq's already in the hole, right? Yeah. like He's already struggling. Yes. Really not Shaq's fault, but he, that's just where he's at. He's, he's in the hole. Before we take it there, this is one of the reasons I asked you the opening question. What's more intimate, the kiss or the helping with the dress, but also sitting on the lap? Like we're doing a lot when you could just do like a little peck and make the energy so much better. Not that you have to, of course, but you're doing all these other things. You were wondering if a little bit of Kirsten's actions are sort of giving Shaq a little bit of hope, maybe false hope. Yes, I think it's mixed signals because again, like you could have gotten that dress off yourself. Like the where it was placed, but of course production's asking you to ask him. So I can't put that on her, but I don't know, like the lap sitting, all of these things. I just, I don't know. If she can say no to Shaq, why can't she say no to production then? Saying like, no, I don't want him to help me with this dress. Well, there's the... A seedy underbelly of this whole story is, well, some people are on here just for clout. Like they got, they have to go through the process. Yeah. I'm not saying Kirsten is doing that, but I mean, there's just some things like you're on the show. You got to like kind of do this stuff. Going through the motions, if you will. Yeah. You got to hit the milestones. So I don't know what she wore to bed. I don't know if it was PJs, lingerie. I just know there was a feathery bathrobe (laughs) happening. So she apparently slept in a robe. I just think that there was probably a lot of time put into this robe choice. Which then makes me question, like, what's under the robe? And would you have revealed that if you were attracted to your husband? It'd be funny if there was like a signal of, if I'm into him, I'll be wearing this. And oh. <laughs> if I'm not into him. For everyone watching at home. There's a, a onesie pajamas. <laughs> Her Christmas onesie will be brought out. Yeah. The next morning, she says that she felt comfortable sleeping next to Shaq. She actually fell asleep while he was talking, but I can't blame her. Such a long day. Um, High stress. It's probably two or three in the morning. No big deal. They both reflect on how fun the day before was, and they asked each other how their nighttime routines are. They seem like they're having a great time. I am confused as a viewer. Uh, I feel like... Somebody got the questions wrong. What do you mean? In some cases, it was more of, uh, unless this is literally as creative as production can be, because in some cases it was, what's your morning routine? In other couples, it's, what's your night routine? Even though they're, <laughs> yeah. they're 
it's morning time. I, I saw your nighttime routine. Mm, good point. Like, I think what? things are actually producer questions. Like, At first I was going to say no because Shaq has like this big, beautiful smile. He's probably curious I, about her routine, but no. Now that you bring up that they asked the exact it was opposite like, question. What's your night routine? I'm like, well, I don't know, but I just saw you like wash your face <laughs> and like take off your makeup and brush your teeth. So I'm guessing your night routine is something like that. Somewhere around there. <laughs> Then we move on to brunch. Kristen says that they kicked it off instantly. It's been great, but she worries that Shaq won't have time for her. Now, do you remember who had this exact same comment to the person's family? On this season? No, a previous season. Alyssa. Alyssa's big thing, because she never wanted to say she was just instantly unattracted to Chris, was... Oh, I talked to his friends. They said, he said he won't have time for me. I'm not going to be with someone that doesn't have time for me. Uh-huh. But it's, uh, diff- it's, it's actually different because, and she, Kirsten might think she's being smart here, but in Shaq's case, he's literally at the end of yes, his school. He's, yes. he's at, he's, he can see the finish line. <laughs> so don't, don't pull this shit. Like he's got so much going on. He's going to be so busy. I'm like, girl, it, literally in like a month or two, that's over. But what she can say is, look, it's already interfering in our relationship. So I don't know. Granted, it'll only interfere once. This is it. This is like finals presentation. Um, Exactly. I mean, is Kirsten planting seeds? Planting the get out of of jail free card? Yes. I think she's maybe planting seeds as Alyssa did. But I would never go as far as to say she's she's Alyssa. She's prepping the sale. She's ready to go. Okay, Clint. (laughs) (laughs) During Shaq's conversation at brunch, he clarifies how this fell in his lap. He said he didn't seek out the show, but that he, it is something that he wants. They had a lot of questions for Shaq, but I think he did good. It looked like kind of chopped editing as well, but I'm sure he did fine. After brunch, Shaq and Kirsten hang out together and Shaq opens up about his silent battles. Kirsten had a good response for this and said it was something that they both needed to work on. Then the honeymoon basket. This is my favorite part. (laughs) I fucking love this shit. So they got the honeymoon basket. She likes the bag. She's trying on the hat. They look at the flags. They're looking at everything that they got. She's loving all of it. She's excited for the honeymoon. And then he says, you'll be coming with me to Jackson, Mississippi for my research presentations. So we will be one day late to the honeymoon. She was not happy about this. She kind of goes on about how she is already making major sacrifices for this relationship. She really just wanted to know when she was leaving, when are they going to get there? To the camera, she says, I'm going to be in a hotel waiting for him to finish his presentations. Unbelievable. What would you have done in that situation? I would be more excited to see the research, to be honest. But that's okay. I work in academia. That's it, different. It, well, and what you can kind of view it as, yes, you're missing on the honeymoon. That's great and all. But you get, because you're kind of in la la land, like for the first week, you kind of get to fast track the, let me see this person in their, in their yes. life, in their mode. Yep. Who are they? How do they interact with people? Like not the family, like just people out in the world, right? Yeah. Like, are they a good person? Like just, just what are their emotions like? I think she would learn so much about him 
on this trip. So they're flying there alone. They're not going to be with the crew as far as like the other people. They're going to be in a, in a hotel room alone. They're going to be in a city that they've maybe never been in. You get to see how they travel, which is, again, a big one. You get to learn how the other person does when it's all about their partner. It's literally their, their presentation, their final. They're going to be amongst colleagues, other students. It's an important day. So it's interesting to see, does the other person support you? Does the other person, the person presenting, the person that has the day all about them, do they include you in things? Do they leave you on the sideline? There is so much to read into this. So I would personally take that over joining everyone on the honeymoon. See this person in their element. How do they involve me or not involve me? How am I treated? Yeah, I want that. The one knock is it seemed like Kristen was in the room kind of on her own probably when all the presentations were going down but even if it was maybe all day of student presentations yeah but i don't love that either because you're just doing that to yourself now why don't you go get your nails done why don't you go have a happy hour somewhere why don't you explore the campus we don't know what happened but it would be cool if i'm i'm assuming shaq's already already been here to jackson but I hope he took her out on a date or to a, a dinner. A nice date, yes, yes. Maybe, maybe no cameras, mm-hmm. right? Not, less hoopla, right? Like, what if he, she joined him at the presentation, which I can't imagine for an academic presentation that she couldn't have gone in. Like, some of your presentations, I can't go because I don't have, like, the badge. I don't have the clearance and the, I don't know, I'm not a part of the company. They don't want me seeing that. Sure. But think about for my stuff at my work. You literally just walk in with me. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I think about how dope it would have been if she went and he like at the end gave her some flowers and gave her a kiss and was like, I'd like to thank my wife for being here with me today. Oh, Amazing. You're, you're, you're laying it on thick. That's because a, that's what I want. <laughs> a little bit of, a little bit of Chris vibes here. No way. She deserves it. She <laughs> went there. But no, I would really want to be supported in my research as you've been working for for this forever. This is going to be your PhD project. I, I hope her this to support isn't, him. I hope this isn't going to be a thing, but it probably is. Even though when we found out they're only missing one day, one day, it's fine. But she says you're going to have a lot of making up to do. So it's already <sighs> like, eh, she's, he's already uh, in the Kirsten, hole with her. I don't know. Supporting each other. This ain't, this ain't it right now. Yeah, I know. I don't love it. I, I can totally see her side. Like, she's not in the wrong. You assume you're going on this beautiful honeymoon. You're enjoying this beautiful package. You're daydreaming about what it's going to be like on this tropical island. And then you get told, nope, you're going to go to Mississippi for one day. So, yeah, it derails you. But, man, why not make the best of it and enjoy your husband and try to be supportive? I'm also curious. They must have had to plan this with production. So I'm curious if it really was a surprise when we saw it on on screen i think it was a genuine surprise to her which isn't that fair either because i mean you have to do like f- planning flights yeah. buying tickets i wonder how that all so did they out. just buy one for her and they're like oh we have your name birthday everything for the jamaica stuff oh, so true. we'll just buy yeah. you the other one yeah that's true i don't know i just want them to both be supportive and loving of each other and let's be honest this would be such a turnoff to me if i was presenting something that was super important to me and my partner is just like annoyed. I would purposely start a fight. <laughs> like That's going to be our first fight. Why don't you support me? 
So we have everyone joined together in the lobby of the hotel and they're getting ready to go on the honeymoon minus, of course, Kirsten and Shaq. Eris says he's looking forward to taking things to the next level. In front of everyone, just stop. There's yeah, no need. There's, there's just no be like, need. yeah, I'm looking forward to partying. I there's don't know, no enjoying need. my life. In the bus on the way to the airport, Mac smiles and says, we did it. Just kidding. I would be so annoyed. That would annoy honestly, me. honestly, he got me. Oh, did you? He, I mean, I thought for a moment he was trying to break the tension and I was like, it fucking worked. Okay, well, I think they really did it, and he's joking about joking. Ah, okay. And he just wanted to see everyone's reaction. Well, but they were, they they were the couple you picked that yeah. definitely lied. Yeah. So I oh. thought you were actually going to say Gina and Clint. I mean, I could definitely see it, especially if she's saying she's that attracted to him and calling him sexy. I mean, I could see it. But my money would be on Dom and Mac. So does Jasmine have pre-check? Is that what we saw in Eris doesn't, or was it the other way around? I I couldn't remember, but we're in the same boat, too. It's not good. So Leon has pre-check. I do not. So I sit in the line with all of us other peasants as he just cruises through. There's never a line. Never has to wait one minute. No taking out of electronics or taking off of shoes. More. uh, This is a long episode, but one more marriage tip. If this happens to you, do something for the other person. Oh, you have to. I'm already bitter when you... For example, (laughs) you take their electronics for them and shove them in your fucking bag. Yes, that's... I'm very appreciative. Or, usually in airports, right after you pass checkout, there's a bunch of fucking shops. There's like coffee. If it's, you know, if it's the right time, get them a fucking coffee. Yes. I mean, you got like 20, 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks. So, walk your ass over, maybe get some food or snack or something or coffee, and when they cross the line, boom, they have a nice coffee waiting for them. It boosts a person's, you know, it just it just gets you boosted. My initial note for when they arrive at Jamaica was, do you think this is sandals? But it's not. We saw the name. Everything looks gorgeous. It they looks were greeted dope. with drinks. Leon is already sold. He's ready to go. We had a full-on conversation on Twitter with Rewind and recap. We love you guys. Go check out their pod. They're yeah, a fun pod. Yeah, check out their pod. But fuck, man, it's almost like everyone's vibing. I need to fucking go on a vacation. Like We're I'm, ready. Not, I'm not. I'm not talking about like oh, we just went away for like two days. I'm talking about like a nice week. We're going to fucking Jamaica. Yes. At this point, there's a scene of Kirsten sitting in a hotel room in Jackson, Mississippi, where she just simply says, "He has a lot of making up to do." I don't know if he can come back from this. I don't know. I just don't see it. Have we ever seen them on the honeymoon? Do they even make it? Does she just drop him there? No, no. I mean, <laughs> the scene we saw of them on the preview, and I could, I could kind of get this. Shaq's, you know, intellectual individual, you know, his PhD, whatever. Kirsten mentions, like, like, talk, like, with me. Don't talk at me and yes. I'm like ooh I can see him being a talking hat kind of I guy. could see that too it's not going good no not at all man okay they must be they gotta be fucking with us cause there's no way all these couples are blown up like this it's mm, a little bit of a struggle we'll and they'll recover I don't wanna believe this Jasmine and Eris get to their honeymoon suite and we see Eris immediately demanding to be fed fruit in the hot tub And she does it. She's willing. She has fun. So whatever. I mean, I don't, I'm not feeling it, but 
She is making sacrifices for her relationship already, so good on her. We were mentioning, I think Eris is getting a little comfortable. too comfortable. Yeah. On the next time on, we get more honeymoon scenes. Dom says she couldn't have asked for a better match. Eris's real self continues to come out as he asks Jasmine what her favorite positions are. Chris wants two kids, while Nicole reveals she's never really wanted any kids. Again, what the hell is on this? I'm form? not, you know, that's this has to be editing. And then she ends up saying, over time, I've kind of decided, yeah, I, I kind of would be cool with kids. Or she says, over time, it's really solidified. I've not wanted it, any. It could go that way as well. <laughs> it could. We already talked about Kirsten and Shaq and how she doesn't want to be talked at, but we end it with a very interesting scene of Gina saying she doesn't usually vibe with men with gingerly features. This is, I was this so is, disappointed. It's so strange coming from someone that just, you know what happened? 12 out of no, 10 no, no. sexy. No, no, no. This is what happened. She's, she's calling Clint a 12 out of 10. Yes. Clint said some shit and this is her rebuttal. Is that the rebuttal or does she start it and then that's his oh and I that's can just where be Clint says now. you have no leg to stand on because uh, like you started yes, this. I well no, no no he said she has no leg to stand right. on. So I think he was do not doing something. I don't want to say that, but maybe being flirty with another woman and she told Gina. Mm. That's how I took it because who's this she that you're bringing into this conversation? Why is there another person being brought up at all? But I'm super curious of the order. Is it Gina who brings up physical appearance first and not being her type? Or is it Clint first who brings up the physical appearance and not being the body type? Because I think you're right. I think it's a rebuttal to whoever's doing it first. If I had to guess, I'm going to say Clint is the initiator. Okay. And then she just slipped that in to also be like, two can play that game. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I can see it because, I mean, 12 out of 10, a babe, so sexy. I mean, that's a pretty big turn. Maybe she saw him with his shirt off, like, but in the, in the sunlight. So it kind of like... <laughs> it was it, too much for it her? It threw her off and she's like, ooh, wait, no. Not a babe, not 12 out of 10. Right. Okay. But man, that's just next time on. That's not this season. So I think we're going to get a good episode next week. I was actually amazed how much honeymoon time we got on this episode. Me too. I thought we were going to see them get on the plane or possibly get in the van and that was it. So I'm happy to see them. We're there. We're comfortable. See, at this point, I wouldn't have minded that last half hour. Oh, you could have given me another half hour of honeymoon time. Yes. So the reason I bitch so much about maps being two hours is because there's so much dead time in the middle. But with that half hour possibly could have been honeymoon stuff, that would have been fine. But if we get more action and the episodes are only 90 minutes, I'll definitely take that over two hours. Two hours is a long time to watch one show. That's a movie. Every week. It's a lot. You, we might as well be watching Avatar. We, we say that, but we just keep coming back for we more. We do, but if we could just cut like those brunches out. All right, anything else? No, just thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, on Twitter for, again, making it just another amazing watch. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Take care and have a good weekend. Bye.